I'm gonna roll into an intro and we'll we'll get rolling on it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Trust me, you won't last long. My ground plus my stand-up game is mad strong. I train hard and I bang even harder to get that W. Yo, I do what I gotta. You tryna mix it up with me? Step in the ring, you gon' see. You tryna mix it up with me? Step in that cage, you gon' see now. This is civilized savages. This is civilized savages. We ain't no average savage. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Civilized Savages podcast. I am your host, Stephen, the head savage in charge. And uh, today, we got a cool guest on, a good friend of mine. Uh, we go back, man, almost 12 years now. Actually, 12 years this week. 12 years this week. Look at that. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Neftali Adams, Tali. I always like using your full name, Neftali, because it just sounds so regal. No, nah, I appreciate you that. Know, I appreciate you that. know. It sounds <laughs> so regal, man. It's hard to. It's hard not to use it, you know. But uh, please continue then. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. We've been talking about this though. I wanted to get uh, you on here because, I mean, like I said, we've been friends for. It actually is twelve years this week, because. We came back for that wedding, and that's when I met you. And uh, yeah. so let me get some backstory on our friendship and then and why it was important for me to, to have you on here. And uh, so for everybody cool. listening, Tali has known my wife longer than I have. And, um, and I met him when we went back for my sister-in-law's from now what's now my sister-in-law's wedding and uh we just clicked right off the first right off the jump right and we just yeah which was sure. which was weird for both of us because yeah we're not that kind of dude that just jumps in it, it takes us a while and i think after the first couple like we ended up spending like two days together back to back and i think after that we were both kind of like oh wait a minute this is that and that's something i want to talk about too because I, yeah. I know you're that way and that's how i am sure. i, I sure. don't you know there was a master hanzo gracie said i have enough friends i'm just looking for enemies <laughs> right right and gotcha. so it's gotcha. like you and i both we're not out there like we're trying to ourselves. trying to advertise for a lot of friends, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it, we just kind of right off the bat, there was there was stuff that we realized, even though we came from two different places, that we were, we had some similarities. Yeah, we had similar thoughts on on things, yeah. and what we quickly found out too was even if it wasn't uh, the same, if, if we didn't have the same mindset, we could have a an actual conversation about it yeah without uh it being this ridiculous shit that's happening in the world today where if you don't agree with me it's uh somebody's well, getting fuck you yeah right somebody's getting yeah. their feelings hurt yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah I, so but, i'm, go I'm, ahead, I'm, go I'm gonna speak on that you know um i think that uh and i and i'll, I'll tell you you know when we first met um I was like, this guy is a complete charlatan, you know. <laughs> this guy, 
he's lying. Uh, this guy can't be as cool as I am, you know. So uh, if you you were uh, you had a lot of interest, um, uh, wide array of interests, you know, and um, experiences uh, multiculturally, uh, you know, different uh, socioeconomic uh, uh, levels. You, you know, uh, you're educated uh, into sports, so a lot of things kind of. Uh, you know, we had a lot of area to 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 talk. Um, so that that doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, it's not too many people. You know, maybe know a little bit of European soccer, talk some hip hop, uh, but like to go. You know, our kind of country <laughs> in a certain way. You know, right? Uh, but so, but live in the city. You know, so it's uh, a lot of things are similar in that in, in like that. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give people because people don't know people don't know what you are. They just hear your voice sure. right now. Let me give people a picture so they understand and give them a little background. So, Tali, you're what six two? Yeah, six one, yeah. Six I'm two. shrinking now, but yeah, at one point in my life, I was six yeah. two. Yes, yes. I'll take six two. Six two, two something. Yeah, about two two forty, two forty, around two forty, two thirty. Right. Six two two forty, mixed. Mom is white. Yeah. Dad is black. Yeah. Dad's side comes come has some country. You live wait, let's let's clear this up too. You live in Lexington, Kentucky. Yes, yes. I'm right, because that paints a picture. Fourth generation. Because that's a big part of this. Yeah. Fourth generation Lexington, We've Kentucky. We've been here since slavery. Okay. Yes. Now <laughs> see. Right? And and dad's side got is more country. Uh right. Uh mom or part of dad's well, side. Part of my, my my dad's side is uh, from here in Lexington, what might be considered inner city, even though we're not really like an inner city, you know, um, right. he is black um, and is from that, you know, African-American tradition here in uh, in Lexington, which is a little bit country, um, but uh, living in a in a large town uh, atmosphere uh, and my mother, uh, who is uh white is from the countryside of kentucky uh she's an appalachian i'm i'm from appalachian blood um them blue people up there coal miner's daughter the whole you know the whole thing so definitely right. just just from the get it was a it was a bit of a mixture you know so. but then but then you mix in also your your stepdad right who was in the picture for a while right and, and who your younger brother, who who is pretty successful in, you know, I, I'm not going to put him in a class, right. but is in the higher end of of city living. Over there. I, I mean, you know, definitely top ten, definitely top ten percent, right, you know, right. um, so, at least. And so then you got that, and so, and the reason I want to pick this picture for everybody that's listening is because that's a lot of what I want to talk about today is that you have this this you're a, a big mixed and and here's another thing that we connected on is we're both kind of racially ambiguous right yeah, like truly you're not it's not you're not a classic like oh i can say i can tell if if you told me i'm mexican i'm colombian yeah. i'm cuban i'm Puerto, people would just believe right you, right. right because you you you're just this uh, um ambiguous mix yeah. but inside of that you got this old school uh uh like you said appalachian yeah. white 
the sure. hood, what what yeah. would be considered the hood, yeah, on the black side, and then also this kind of upper upper middle, middle class, class. Upper class, yeah, right, yeah. raising with your with your stepfather. Sure. And so all this came together, and this is one of the things I think we connected on. You said Charlatan, which man, that's a huge <laughs> thing because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, and people can hear it here in our conversation. Um, we, you were the first person. I never heard of this term until now, yeah. although we've always talked about it. Yeah. But we do what's called code switching, right. Right? right? And so people that don't know what the term code switching is, because I didn't know there was an actual word for it, but it's where you go between two languages or between two dialects, basically between two cultures, mm -hmm. and you talk and so you know in simplest cases if you're from south america you're easily switching in and out of english to spanish depending on who you're talking to and in our case in in what i think also helped bond us was you have these different things you have this what's classically white appellation this this uh black you know from the other side of the tracks, and then also this upper middle class, and you were able to navigate all three of those worlds and come together. And I did the same thing in my life in different places. And I think charlatan was a great word because for a long time, mm. for me, right, I knew I was being true to myself, right. but I thought other people would think I was faking. And yeah. so when I when when I'm speaking with you, maybe, I hate to use like, oh, that's black talk. No, we're, it's more class to me. It's more, it, there's more of a hood rhythm to it, right? right? When we're talking sure. and we used to joke all the time because I work, I work with almost exclusively rich white people. Yeah. And a lot of your business, you have to deal with white Lexington yeah. people. And, yeah. and people even. we have to be able to, Right, and we need to be able to switch and talk and make them feel comfortable. And I think for a long time, I felt like I I knew I wasn't fake. I knew I was just being me, but I felt that code switching was going to make other people think I was fake. Like you said, like a charlatan. Right. Sure. And it took me, and honestly, it was you when I saw, hey, wait a minute, this dude does the same thing for the same reasons. Mm. Yeah, that's when I started realizing and being comfortable with myself and being able to do it in the same conversation with multiple people and not worry that they're going to think that I'm trying to fit in or I'm trying to be this or I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just being me and me with you is different than me with, you know, uh, one of my clients. Sure. Right. So I'm gonna, talk, tell me how that fits in with you. Cause so I'm going to, I'm going to speak on, on, on this part while I remember it because I'm a short attention span theater over here. And, um, one thing that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, we, we speak these different dialects. We speak these, uh, different sub languages, if you will, um, for certain reasons, you know, um, I was a, I studied linguistics um, uh, at, a, at a university level. Um, uh, and one thing that happens with language is that when it's not useful anymore, it falls out of the language. 
you know, when something is not useful, uh, a part of, of language is not useful, it falls out of the language. So <clears throat> that's to be said, when something is useful, it is going to be there and it's going to be present. And in this case, we have these things which are, you know, tools that we use in order to get what we want. And that's why contracting work about around a whole bunch of redneck Kentucky boys, you know, um, I'm not going to speak like I am right now. You know, uh, you're going to put a little bit of Southern stuff on there to get what you want. You know, we use language to manipulate the situation in order that we can get what we need or want. And so these are just tools we have in the arsenal to, uh, you know, make the field easier for us to be able to get what we need, you know? I just heard, I, I, I agree, because I just heard a story about a black doctor who went in and they gave, and I don't remember if their diagnosis was uh, cancer or what it was. It was a, it was a big diagnosis. Right. And he went in with a group of white doctors to a black patient and they told this guy basically he had cancer or Parkinson's. It was something. Sure. I, I think it was Parkinson's, actually. They tell him, you have Parkinson's. And the guy's like, okay, you have any questions? No, I'm good. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So the black physician thinks something's not right here. And he goes back and he code switches. Yeah. And he starts speaking more to that dude's level right. not not education level because that's the one thing i want to talk about too and and one of the reasons since you did study this right. stuff is I, I it has nothing to do with education right although you will find less educated people won't be able to switch out of it right they'll just stay in it right. but he went and spoke to the to the patient in in a in his language right yeah. and all of a sudden the patient realized oh this is what it means oh i'm if i don't do this treatment i'll die right. but he didn't get it before because the doctors were speaking you know at this high level medical jargon mm -hmm. right yes and he needed to slow it down so but let, let's talk about that because that's another thing i want to get into is is classism versus uh when it comes to these kinds of sure. things because I, I, I see people talk, talking all the time like, oh, you don't speak proper English. You're so uneducated. No, dude, you're a hot. Tell people, look, when I met you, you were teaching English as a second language. Right. You've always pursued some sort of academics. You've never stopped, even when you're not going to school. Sure. You never stop acting. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to paint this picture of you for everybody to see is this six foot two. 240 pound mixed race dude comes walking on the scene yet <laughs> someone's assumption and you hear him speak like you're talking to the laborers like you're talking to the you know yeah to the good old boys yeah. and you're gonna assume that that's just you and that's how you yeah. speak and they don't understand that sure. neftali adams speaks perfect english yeah right yeah and so there is what do you think there is to that? Because you also mentioned social economics. We've also both bounced between lows, yeah. you know, yeah. really yeah. lows yeah. and really highs, yeah. right? Yes. So yeah. where do you see that as far as, you know, uh, 
dialect and 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 education um but but using this code switching as a tool when it comes to you know yeah uh, those different areas yeah. so you know it's interesting here uh in kentucky uh we have horse people you know and this this uh muddies the water uh tremendously um some horse people might be from uh up upstate new york new york guy might be florida they could be from uh saudi arabia they can be you know from wherever but a lot of the kentucky horse people um they speak with a a little bit of a of a twang you hear a little bit of uh you know country speech if you will um but these people could be multi multi millionaires have more land than you know you can imagine and and houses in you know other countries other states so here in kentucky um it's definitely an affiliation thing uh more than a a a um a socioeconomic thing you know now there are certain levels of english uh certain levels of that even that can be spoken and you can understand oh this is somebody who hasn't had much education at all but with a small mm, sort of uh you know this this small southern talk uh, accent um you can't really judge that here because there's so many super well educated folk that have that you know so that's um but usually i mean when you go somewhere else and you have that you're totally marked as being from a lower socioeconomic class you know right um uh and uh do you find yourself yeah go ahead no no go ahead i was gonna say i was doing some research um and of course you could probably imagine uh they were talking about this uh a country uh, uh, sounding uh, accents and saying that, you know, uh, the research says that people, when they hear this automatically, they think somebody without that accent is going to be more intelligent. Um, also, there is a there is an economic sort of uh, connection that uh, people who have those type country accents don't seem to make as much um, as th those that you know, have less accents. These are some studies that have been done, you know, studies can go one way or another, but I do remember that um, doing research and, and, and having those things uh, come to the forefront. Yeah, there, you know, it's funny is, and I, I don't know, I was just gonna ask if you find yourself with this, but uh, like in Hawaii, we got, we got pidgin English, right? And, and that, the, the, accent and the use of words can vary from you know uncomprehensible to just a just a twang and it's funny because it if i call even in at work if i call a bank or a business yeah. in hawaii yes i add just a it's basically just the cadence of the sentence yes you know yes. what i'm saying like it's not an yes. accent yes it's just the cadence so that they they know right away that a i'm professional but b mm -hmm. but b that i but they know i'm from there sure right 
but sure. it's per- but I'm speaking perfect English. Yeah, I just changed my cadence a little bit. Yes. Now, if I go down to you know, if I'm on one of the the coffee farms, yes, it changes. Right. I go full blown accent. Right, right. Right. And then when I come, and then when I go back to you know, talking to some somebody in you know back in Long Beach or uh, or talking to you. Or my barber, I got the best barber in the world now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sean Grant, man. I found me a barber. Hey, I found me a barber in my neighborhood, a black barber from the south. Just and lacing it up. It's everything, man. <laughs> oh man, it's the best because we just get in there. I've never talked to. I, I sw- one of my main things when I got haircuts was do not talk to me. I don't want to talk. I just want to get my haircut. And now it's like, man, it, it's the it's a, it's a barbershop. Barber it's, it's a it's a history it's lesson. A shop, you know, it's a it is neighborhood best, gossip. Man. It's we, yeah, it's everything. We chop it up. <laughs> yep, we chop it up. We get we talk about some deep stuff. You know, we uh, yes sir, uh, it's good. Yeah, 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 it's good. But then you know, like I said, that code switching goes on. It's affiliation and, and it's uh, affiliation. You know, right yeah. there when that happens you're uh you're being affiliated with another group of people i mean it feels good you know we don't we 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 may say that we don't uh you know care what other people think or 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 something like that but um and i think that you and i are probably you know we we we, we care but we don't you know it, it, we don't hinge upon what other right. people say but that that feeling of of being part of something larger is always is always attractive, you know. Um, sure, I'll tell you, a boy, one of my boys from high school, when I when I came up here, I was going to school in Long Beach. One of my boys was back in town uh, summer, and we we met up at a um, pool hall that we used to that used to play pool hall, pool at back in the yeah. day, and uh, down in Long Beach. And I walked in, and there was nothing but black people in there. And it had never been, I hadn't been in a room of just black people in such a long time right. that all of a sudden it was like, oh man, there's like this, this, like you said, you're back to being part of something. That was, that was my every day, sure. you know? So all of a sudden when I moved, you know, when we went to go see that straight out of Compton movie, there was one black dude in the theater. And I was uh-huh. like, am I the blackest person <laughs> in this theater? Right. I got... I got four percent African according to Ancestry. Yeah. I'm the blackest person in the theater. Man. So, so it felt good because it was something that I hadn't experienced in such a long time to sure. sit around. And it, you know what? It wasn't even about me being in that room with those people. It was about being in a room with people who didn't have to worry about being judged by other people at that yeah. time. Yeah. They were just in their own environment. Sure. Because a lot of the times, I mean, as you know, man out in public yet you got to worry about somebody else is looking at you this way or that way or whatever the sad case may be and that's really what it was it wasn't about being in the room with them it with with just uh a you know one group of people i mean add your own group to it but it was everyone was able to just be themselves and that was the best part man with the jukebox playing people were just dancing Snoop course, came on. We were long before Snoop comes on the <laughs> on the jukebox, man. Everybody stopped. We started doing like an impromptu oh, yeah. concert. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. But yep. here's what I want to yep. get to the next thing, and that is 
you have so you've gone through a lot i mean look kentucky is considered the south it is uh man at least to me growing up and i told you this before kentucky was always the the redneck joke every redneck joke was uh you married your sister like you're in kentucky you know you you screw your cousin kentucky was always the running joke to me and then when i got to kentucky you understood why yeah then i was like oh man that's because that's because your sister's hot no um when i got to kentucky i looked around and went yo i grew up way more country in hawaii than this place is right and i started seeing those similarities but it's still the south it still has, like you said, your family been there since slavery. <laughs> right, right, right. It still has those, you know, it's it's a very, uh, for people that haven't been in Lexington, Lexington's a really confusing place because it is a Southern Christian. Yeah. Man, there's one yep. street where it's just churches. That's all there is, right? Just churches, the whole street. But on the other hand, it's also kind of progressive in its own way. We have, and so it is kind of this little bit of a melting pot, but it's almost like a like a test case. Like they're not completely, you know, they're not completely ready to uh, to integrate everything. We're, but it is a little more progressive than a lot of other places in the state. We're Mason Dixon State, you know, uh, and yeah. so we never really, we were the ones who were fighting for freedom, but had slaves. You know, um, right. yeah, seriously, you know, um, Henry Clay, you know, he was supposed to be, but he had slaves. He freed some of his slaves, but, you know, we're, we're sort of in that in that area where we're not south. Uh, we're definitely not north. Uh, you know, uh, Western Kentucky is definitely like St. Louis. It's like that that they're, they're that type, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a mix. And all those people come together. And we have the flagship university, the University of Kentucky, which makes it um, actually adds another layer of uh, international. Because right now we're talking about, right. you know, we've we've spoken on <clears throat> uh, just to be, you know, the, the African-American black thing. We've spoken about the uh, Appalachian uh, white, poor white thing. We've spoken uh, about the upper level uh, uh, white folk. Um, but we haven't spoken on you. You sort of mentioned Hawaiians, but then we're we're still speaking about you know uh, American type stuff. You know, um, well, uh, right. Lexington is full of foreign people as well because of the university. We have a super good engineering program, so you have a lot of Indians. You have a lot of people. I've I've been around foreign good foreign food my whole life. I moved to Miami and sort of had a culture shock because they didn't have the culture that we actually had here. You know, they had plenty of Europeans and and uh, Latinos, but um, we have lots of Latinos here. Some of the best Mexican food you can find, you know. Um, so that's another layer. Uh, I was, you know, uh, formerly married to a, to a foreign lady as well, uh, a, a Latina, which adds another level you know uh even on to that already that mosaic you know so but lexington yes it does have a lot of different confusing aspects dude i'll never i'll never forgive you the first night i met you (laughs) the first night i met you i'm in lexington kentucky for the first time ever and you motherfuckers take me to a latin festival (laughs) and i thought what 
I just left LA to come. I wanted to experience Lexington, Kentucky, and I end up at a Latin festival yeah. in Kentucky instead. I was like, I just left yeah. this man. I wanted to come see what Kentucky sure. it's was crazy. About. No, but but let so here's that's perfect. You brought it up. So you have a son, yes, who is as racially ambiguous as you are. He he. He, mean, he, and let's, he let's, is, but he he appears more white, but actually he's more yeah, mixed well, than I his am. Skin right. tone, right? Yeah, his skin sure. tone is more white, sure. but his features are very similar. Well, okay. First of all, let's. You brought up your ex. She looks native. Yes. When you say she's Latin, but she looks she like just walked out of the Amazon. Native tribal. Yes. 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 Right. Strong features, and your son has a mixture of both of your sure. features lighter skin he's got that what what's there's now a backlash but he got that good hair well he's right? got I yeah mean, people, people don't like saying that anymore but well yeah but i mean he's got he got that he's he's got rough white hair though <laughs> you know it, does, it doesn't go anywhere you know what i mean but uh right yeah on the continuum right. i think it's more of a you know, uh, on that side, it definitely doesn't, it's definitely not curly like mine. Mine's curly. I've got the classic, you know, mixed soft curly hair, mixed hair. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't sort of like hard wiry wavy type hair, but it's not, you know, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But so everything that you've seen growing up there, the good and the bad culturally, you know, you bring your ex into the mix. She's seen it a lot. Education is important on both sides of the family. Sure. What is it? What are, what are those experiences um, leading you to to teach him about this stuff? I've even thought about like. I guess the question is is like how do we? Uh, the classic thing is we we've talked about this right. We started somewhere. And we've gone up the ladder, whatever that success means to us personally, right? And we always want something better for our kids, right. Right? right? And so then there's the classic conundrum right there of there are certain things that we learn, street smarts, you know, certain certain things that we vibed on personally, you and I, that you had to learn whether it was, you know, socioeconomic, whether it's classes and whatever the case is, that's just how you learned it. And so now as you provide a better life for your kids, they, they're they not in those situations sure. to learn some of those lessons that, that I feel were important, right? So we're trying to do that, right? We're trying to do better for our kids and we're trying to uh, figure out a way to give them some of those learning experiences without having to go through some of the trials and tribulations that we've gone through. But how do you also approach these ideas on uh, race, on classism, on, on, you know, the power, like you said, the power of using this language to go back and forth to not only get what you need out of a situation, but also to help somebody else, you know, maybe someone's not opening up to you because because of that kind of language barrier and you're able to code switch and make them feel more comfortable. So how, how do we pass that on to our kids? Well, that's interesting. Um, when, 
his mother and I uh, had him. She 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 spoke to me that she wanted to give him three things, and um, she said she wanted to give him language, a language. She wanted to give him the ability um, to play an instrument, and she wanted to make sure that he was in sports, you know, and um, all three of those are ways to communicate. You know, uh, I, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure people know uh, uh, probably on this thing. If, if you don't know, uh, you know, Steven's a super dangerous uh, jujitsu uh, high level expert. You know, and um, oh, please. But what people don't know is you're the reason I got into it. But go ahead. But um, go ahead. you know, that that is that is one way, uh, a very great way to communicate. Um, it's a very, you know, being able to do uh, martial art. You, you also used to shoot hoops. We actually hooked up some of the first time. Yeah. That's that's where you gained my respect. You came to Kentucky and you yeah. and and you balled out. You actually beat me in Kentucky, and I'm I'm still, you know, still a little bit sore about that. <laughs> but you know, um, that that was the language we spoke, and that's how you got my respect. Like this guy came and he balled, you know, in Kentucky, you ball. That is a almost like it's a way of communicating, you know, music. It's a way right. of communicating, you know, you get with somebody and you play, whether it is um, sheet music that you both can or whether it is a jamming situation, um, you are sharing each other's ideas and uh, making something that is larger than just the parts you know um and language was also like that and so my son for the longest time his spanish was um might i say not age appropriate <laughs> at least he wasn't uh right. he, he he's uh just turned uh he's nine just turned 10 years old and he does not speak uh latin american 10 year old spanish you know he speaks a uh it, it's not his first language definitely english is his first language but We've started um, to, you know, um, his time he spends in Miami, which is uh, where his uh, his mother lives. We we hit him hard with um, with Spanish, and um, just to muddy the waters, uh, you know, you're saying I kind of heard what you were saying about you know these these class levels and things of that nature. He was going to a private school, and um, while it was not the most uh expensive uh private school in lexington i mean it's still a private school and it was a, a montessori type school and um the diversity had drop and drop every year so uh i took him out and went to our local um what do you say uh, public school um and right. because of shifts in uh the demographics of Lexington. We are a, uh, <clears throat> oh, well, um, I can't remember the exact term now, but we're a safe harbor, safe haven place for a lot of um, refugees. So we have a lot of refugees from um, Bhutan, from Nepal, from all through Central Africa. Um, and so, uh, and we have a lot of Latinos. So now this school um, which I went to, and it was 20% other, 80% white, is now 80% other and 20% white. 
So he is, wow. in, and and a lot of uh, free lunch. Everybody gets free lunch because there's so over ninety percent of the kids are at that level or something of that nature. You know, um, over fifty percent Hispanic in his class. You know, and Hispanic like not not American Hispanic. You know, Hispanic like first generation. Um, still speak a lot of Spanish. Maybe hasn't been over here for a year yet you know, um, type, type, type thing. So it's been great because he has been, it's been a trial by fire. You know, he's got hood, little hood kids. He's got Latin kids, you know, um, he's got, uh, African kids, you know, um, some Asian, I mean, it's like live. It's, it's crazy to think that in Lexington, Kentucky, um, he could actually have, a more universal upbringing with more race, more of these things than he was having in Miami. You know, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. So, uh, but yeah, that, that is affecting him in a, in a lot of different ways, you know, Um, um, he's having to see, you know, well, this kid doesn't have, I remember he came and, you know, was lamenting on this kid doesn't have this thing, you know, I think that was one of the first times he had to look like, Oh man, this kid, like his parents can't get him this, you know? Um, right. Uh, so that's, yeah, it, 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 that is definitely a socioeconomic um, as well as he has started to speak Spanish. Why? Because now it gets him something, you know, um, it's worth right. something. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that, you know? What, uh, have you guys talked to him about, um, about identity, about, like how he feels because he, like you said, he's more mixed than you, right? right. Yeah. He, his, his mother's side is a very, very strong Latin, uh, you know, that uh, identity. Right. She, her, her whole, her and her whole family. I, I speak to the, let me just make sure everybody knows my wife and your ex-wife are yes. best friends, have been best friends for 20 yes. some years yes. now. So I, that's why I'm not just speaking out of turn here. And I, I know yeah. her pretty well. Uh, so they they have a very strong classic Latin identity, yeah. That, yeah. you know, um, coming from there. And 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 and, uh, and, that and, com- and we should say uh, because Latin is big, you know, uh, the, the identity is a South American big city identity. So that's yes. that's definitely important yeah. to put in there. Yeah. And, and so has this come up with him yet as far as how he sees himself? Um, well, I remember when we were here in Lexington and he was he was younger than two. He was he had started speaking and um, I, I remember he came to me one day and he looked at me and he said, hey, daddy, I'm black. I'm black. And I was, you know, it was funny, <laughs> but, but, um, right. you know, so that was his, his first thing, which is interesting. You know, um, he definitely in Miami, he's not, he's not as Latin, you know, uh, here he's not as, right. you know, I, I think here has changed, you know, I think here has changed, but, uh, he, he definitely seems to be feel more on the in the continuum as, as far as the even though he is he is 
accepting and he is starting to uh, enjoy his Latinness more and more, I think, especially with he spends about three months in Miami a year. So I think it, you know, um, again, he is getting something from being Latin. You know, he is getting to be part of something okay. larger, uh, actually something that is, you know, the, the top of the food chain, you know, there. Um, and so that's good. It, it makes it a, a positive thing. You know, it's not the it's not the language of the downtrodden and the people who, you know, no, it's the language of the people who are driving the city, who are moving the city, who everybody, you know, speaks, you know. And so, yeah, so right. that's been a as far as him, um, I think it's going to be tough for him because he is uh, he's like me. He's caught in the middle somewhere and even more than, you know, um, he sees pictures of his grandparents. I mean, his on his mom's side, uh, she's a Cohen. She's a Jew. A lot of the north, uh, the north coast of South America had a lot of uh, Jewish people, a lot of Arabs uh, in that area, and uh, she has that bloodline. They have the the Spanish, you know, and, and the native, um, as well as uh, on her mom's side, uh, her her grandfather was he was black sort of um he was a, a mixture um but he was definitely super dark skinned uh, i met i had the opportunity to meet him and um he was definitely what they would consider black but not maybe the traditional black that we would think about in you know in the united states you know hair a little bit right straighter or something like that you know but um yeah so it's it's totally confusing for him you know i take him to appalachia he's got you know those people and he's got uh uh i've got a brother who's white a brother who's who's mixed and a sister who's black you know um and so he's seen so much uh it must be a bit confusing my african friends <laughs> it's just a lot yeah you know? Let's recap that real quick, because I think that's going to blow some people's yeah. minds. You have a brother that's yes. white. Yes, I have a brother brother have... that's white through my my mom who was white and her 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 ex who 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 was a German, you know, who was the d d dentist, you know. Um, so right. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They get yeah. that. Then you got a sister. I have a. I have two sisters. I have an older sister who is through my mother, and her uh, father is African American as well. So she is. She's, she's mixed. mixed like myself. Mm -hmm. And then you have a sister. I have a. That is. Yes, black. I have a sister who uh, through my so, father mm -hmm, who is black. Mm -hmm. So, so your son looks at you and you go, "These are my brothers and sisters," and he goes basically they're all him right, right right i mean he looks at them and they're like they run the gamut yeah. from one to the other and, and i don't know i think i mean for me like i had such it took me so long to come to terms and understand my own identity that like so i remember growing up in hawaii there was basically my my dad was mexican and there was basically one other mexican person yeah. there and uh, uh, and I actually just and so one of my classmates, his mom was Mexican, my dad was Mexican. I actually just saw him a couple yes. weeks ago, but he 
but he looks sure. white. When you look at him, he took his dad's side, he's white. So I was the only one, and people didn't really know what they were. Like, nobody knew what a Mexican right. was back then. Now Hawaii's sure. full of Mexicans. But so people used to ask me, what are you? And I would say, my mom is white. My dad is Mexican. That was the only answers I could right. give. I've never in my life said, I am such and such. Right. Right. I always said, my mom is this and my dad is this because I didn't identify with any yeah. of them, you know? And, and so as we're raising our kids, I feel like I'm trying to raise, like, here's the thing. And you'll get this because you love to travel. Yes. If you go to, uh, if you go to yeah. Brazil, yeah. right? Brazil has got everyone born in Brazil is Brazilian, right? But right. Brazil has uh, Japanese, Lots, yeah. German, sure. Scott, right. Right. right? So all these different people came to Brazil. They're all considered Brazil. I mean, the president of Brazil was, was Japanese, right? I mean, like, like it, you look all the time, you see this Japanese guy that's, that speaks Portuguese, right? It looks confusing, but if you're from Brazil, you're Brazilian, right? right? If you, if you are, uh, if you are of African descent, but you were born and raised in France, you're French, right? Right. So people ask you, what are you? I'm French, but only in America, when someone says, what are you? You go on Chinese and English or I'm African-American and Dutch, yes. right? We don't say, like, it's the weirdest thing to me that every other country in the world, if you're from that country, that's what you are. That's your ethnicity, right? right? The only time we call ourselves Americans is when we're traveling. Right. Right, when we're not in the country, all of a sudden we're right. Americans, right? But when we're in the country, no, I'm Mexican and, and white, or I'm black and Jewish, or whatever the case yeah. is, right? It's just a weird thing. So, like, I because I had my own identity issues and it took me a long time, like, I feel like I'm trying to raise my kids identity neutral, I guess would be the only, yeah. you know, but then I'm not sure if I'm hurting them by doing that. But, you know, at, race and ethnicity get twisted sometimes and people forget that your ethnicity is is really more about your culture yeah right yeah. so which is why brazilians are brazilians and not japanese brazilians or you know something like that right they're just brazilians is because your ethnicity is your culture that's, that's that and, and then mm -hmm. on that please go ahead no i was just gonna say and even on that i get twisted because i grew up with multiple different cultures right. You know, I always joke around that the only Mexican culture I ever grew up with was burritos, right. Sure. right? So that just didn't fit in. When I moved to California, I tried to fit in with that group. Like you said, with your son, you know, he goes to, to Miami. He's not, he's not that yeah. Latin, right? Because that's not. So when I came to California, I tried to fit in with the Mexicans yeah. and I didn't fit in because that's not my culture. Right. And then that's how I ended up and going back to what you said, which was so important wait for that plane to go <laughs> yes uh what was so important was was sports right and that's how i connected and that's why all of my not all but the majority of my friends when i moved to california ended up being black and i was in that community was because of right. sports 
you know, it's funny. Next week, I'm going to do another episode with somebody from that school. And that is how I got in is because he was the star and he accepted right. me. Right. And that's how all of a sudden I went from having no friends to having all friends. But so what like I don't know if I'm harming my kids by not giving them this by creating their own, you know, ethnicity, basically, by not kind of having, they don't have their, we are their culture. We try and surround them with people like you, like, you know, friends. We we only want people in our lives right now that are positive, that have the same kind of thoughts that we, not, not, let me clear that up because that sounds, yeah. (laughs) We, I don't want to have small talk. Yeah, yeah, that sounds bad. No, what I don't want to have small talk. Sure. I want to have meaningful conversations. I want to push the envelope. I want to bounce ideas back off of each other, even if we don't agree. And those, the kinds of people that can hold those kinds of conversations and those thoughts, those are the kind of people I want my kids around, which happen to be a lot, a lot of times multicultural, right? Right, or at least understand and have spent multicultural. But I don't know if by not having we're tribe we're we're you know at the end of the day we're tribal people, and so it's about building up that tribe, and can we replace you know Latin culture, Black culture, White culture, whatever the thing is, with just people, and make that our tribe, and you know positive thinking and stuff. There's three. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's three things I wanna I wanna sort of touch on the first I'm going back to the talk about uh, South America Br- Brazil um, and in being there you 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 mentioned that um, that all Brazilians are one one thing you know and I don't necessarily find that to be true um, having been in Brazil and around Brazilians for a number of years and having very close friends that are Brazilian um there i see i see a strong united uh culture yes i do see that probably more than uh the united states but that 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 comes from our history that comes from our um you know the puritan sort of ideology was not to yep. to mix with the Indians. It was to stay pure. I mean, that's why they left uh, uh, Amsterdam, you know, because the the kids, because right. they, you know, they were in England and then they went to Amsterdam and all their kids got lost in some crazy because it's been crazy over there ever since. <laughs> and then they came to the United yeah. States and made, you know, um, uh, so that Puritan way of thinking is uh, separatist the portuguese on the other hand were just horde race mixers <laughs> you know they yeah. they they, yeah. they they really got a, uh they did that at high level um so you know thinking about that uh when in brazil yes they're brazilian but there are also subcategories and there are subcategories inside uh subcategories and and i wanted to mention that because you mentioned the japanese um, one of my, the guy that I went over to um, Brazil with, who's uh, very well connected, uh, his father was very big in the uh, uh, the police, 
the military police, I believe it was. And uh, very, you know, so um, we, his next door neighbor uh, is a guy they called Chino, of course, like you do in Latin America. Anybody that is any Asian, you call him yep. Chino. And he's not Chino. He's actually from Japan, right? Uh, his family is. Right. And um, there are two groups there of uh, Japanese people um, that I've been, you know, uh, alerted to. One is the group that are the Brazilians. You know, they they take the culture of the Brazilians and, you know, they are Brazilian. The other culture, they keep their their Japanese heritage. However, they live in Brazil so they can be born. It doesn't matter when they're born. You know, it just it just depends on what their cultural identity is or how they want to keep their identity. You, you, you know, do they, do they want to be Japanese or do they yeah. want to be Brazilian? But inside that same thing, there are different camps, you know, on top of that. I did. Right, I right. did want to I did want to mention also, I don't know if you if I, I cannot remember uh, the Japanese president. I do remember the Japanese president from Peru, Fujimori. I don't know if that's who you were referring to, but I just wanted to, I, I, I don't Japanese president from Brazil, but I, that, that's sort of a caveat. We can talk about that later. Um, the other the other thing that I that I was thinking about is uh, and this is confusing for me is is nowadays. Um, you know, we're affected so much by TV, so much by all this other stuff um, and now you see mixed groups on tv you know you used to not see that that much and i think because of that society young people that's the norm you know so i have to admit um i don't really understand the sort of socio or the you know the the difference between uh ethnicities and social class how it works out in today's society you know i mean i'm sure it's it's a lot like uh <clears throat> it was but with with my son i'm not real for sure because uh i see things now when i'm out that just didn't happen didn't happen before uh you know at least didn't happen here in lexington you know and i see it um uh it's such a mix um it's interesting that you brought up that latin festival uh, the Latin festival has uh, grown and grown to where every, I think it's the fourth Friday of every month in the summer, they have a Latin night wow. here. They have a Latin night downtown. And to be honest, um, I rarely felt that sort of happy Latin vibe for the years and years I lived in Miami. You know, I, I rarely have felt that yep. in New York City. It is like a young Latin bring um, uh, themselves and being represented in the center of town. You you know um, right. where slaves used to be sold, but that's another caveat. We'll leave that alone. Um, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> but but um, you know this feeling, and and I had some. I brought some people in from out of town, and they felt it too it's like wow this there's energy here you know there's energy here so right. and that being said man it is one of the best nights in lexington not because it's latin 
it brings out everybody. Maybe half the people are Latin, you know, but everybody loves it. Right. You know, uh, the white people love it, the black people love it, the poor, the you know, because they can feel this energy, yep. you know. Um, so the way things are gonna be, man, it depends whoever has the most chips. And that whoever has the most money, whoever has the most resources, whoever controls the media, that's that's I, I, I would guess that's the way things are going to go. But for right now, it's really hard to tell. It's such a, a mixture. And I mean, we're not even a big city here, but it's so it's so mixed now. You can't really get a, right. a, a handle on it, you know, um, because it, it, I, yeah. well, I, I no, I was just gonna say I, I I think you nailed it earlier with with uh, you know what your goals were for what you guys sat yeah. down in the beginning and well, for your kid it is sports, yeah. music, martial arts. Yeah. It is it is all communication yeah. and I think as long as we keep pushing our kids that yeah. way, the. Uh, the answers will come yeah, together. Language right? that that big key too. You know, language is the is the big yeah. key. Um, um, I agree, and you know the it's from a language teacher's perspective, sort of trying to wrap it wrap it a little bit. But the uh, the biggest thing about learning a language is not learning the language, especially with Spanish. It's learning the culture. The I speak Spanish as well. So, you know, depending on where you are, you could have affiliations of different people. I've been around a lot of Colombians, around a lot of Mexicans, uh, some Puerto Ricans. So my mine is an amalgamation of that, you know. Um, but, yeah, those when you learn another language or in our case, what we've been talking about, when you learn how to speak a different dialect of that same language, um, the community that you can speak to becomes even larger, you know? So uh, you, you learn a language, you learn a culture, you learn a, a sub dialect of that language, you're also learning a culture, you know? Love it, I love it. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to, to jump on with me. You know, I've been wanting to chop it up with you on here for a while. I Just, appreciate it, man. I basically want it, I, I mean, what people don't know is, is we don't get to talk on the phone a lot with our schedules, yeah. but when we do, it's basically this. And that's what I wanted to capture was just, just one of our conversations because uh, this is just the kind of shit that you and I talk, sit around and talk about, sure. you know, yeah. this goes back to, I don't want to, I don't want to waste time on small talk. This is just one of our typical conversations. And I wanted to be able to capture that on here and touch on some stuff that uh, I knew we'd both have some yeah. thoughts and opinions on. And um, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for taking the time this morning. Um, if anybody is in, I, I actually know I got a couple people in Kentucky. So if you're listening in Kentucky and you need some like uh, high level contractor paint jobs done, whatever. It's Adam's contracting. Go call up Tolly because Tolly. Adam's contracting. Uh, Adam's Look, contracting. Adam's call me. Call the man. Yeah, you know? go check him out. <laughs> go check check it out. Um, seriously, let's plug that because I, I know you take a lot of pride yeah. in that. Um, and, and then everybody else, I just want to say thank you for sticking around. I know there was a pause in some of these but uh, podcasts, but I'm back on track. 
We're going to drop one every two weeks as long as life permits. Noaveragesavage.com. Hit me up on the email. Hit me up on Instagram, Civil Savages. Uh, DM me. Let me know your thoughts, your questions. I love hearing everybody's feedback. Tali, I love Likewise, you. Likewise, my Thank man. Yes, sir. On. Yes, sir. Have a wonderful day, man. I'll be speaking with you soon. Too. Trust me, you won't last long My ground plus my stand-up game is mad strong I train hard and I bang even harder To get that W, yo, I do what I gotta You tryna mix it up with me? Step in the ring, you gon' see You tryna mix it up with me? Step in that cage, you gon' see now This is Civilized Savages We came to damage you This ain't for amateurs This is Civilized Savages This ain't for amateurs We ain't no average savage